Welcome to the Readerly Report. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to another edition of the Readerly Report. As promised, Gail and I are popping on to do the mini March Madness episode that was too sh- too long for our last episode. We we had the gift of the gab that episode. So instead of adding even more listening time on, we figured we would just do a little short episode where we advance the next set of books. Yep. Um, we are down to the final four. And then we'll be at the final two, and then we'll declare a winner. So should we do all of that today, you think? Uh, no, I think there should be some suspense. We can, okay. I mean, since we're doing a mini, we can just <laughs> announce it on the next episode. Okay. So final four, we have two heavyweight matchups here. We have Sing on Buried Sing up against Long Bright River which was a choice from our readers. We had trouble narrowing down Long Bright River and A Woman Is No Man, and our listeners responded with Long Bright River. So that's where we are. And then the other matchup is In the Dream House versus There There. Wow, so, so this really is short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a short one. All right, so let's start with the first matchup, which is Sing on Buried Sing versus Long Bright River. Two very different books. Um, What's your take out of the gate on this one? For me, Sing on Buried Sing is hard to beat. Uh, I think Long Bright River did a good job with its topic. I really felt for the sister relationship, you know, even though they are estranged, there's the one sister who is really, uh, she's the police officer or the detective, and she's looking to keep an eye on her sister. And there's some things that we find out from them that have happened in the past. I think the opioid angle of the book makes it timely. And I feel like whether we like it or not, it will be timely for a while. Uh, there's just something in the writing with Sing Unburied Sing, just the empathy that Jasmine Ward gave her characters, what she was able to bring to this story. It was not a story about racism or the prison system, even though those things figure prominently in her characters' lives. It's so much more about how these characters relate to each other, their relationships with each other. And it it was just so well done. So this is something of a, I think it's timely. Unfortunately, it continues to be timely. Um, What the characters go through in that novel. And yeah, I think, you know, I would put this, in my list as a modern classic. Yeah, I think I agree with you on this. Um, you know, Long Bright River, to me, what was so compelling about that book was the storytelling and the the unlayering or the, the pulling back of the layers 
of the story and, and, you know, you sort of learn, she teases out the the relationship between the sisters and their past so expertly. And it was so suspenseful. And I was just, you know, very driven to read ahead. But I think um, I agree with you, the universality of Sing Unburied Sing kind of dwarfs Long Bright River. And it, um, it feels like even though it's very intimate, it feels like a bigger story. It feels like a, a more important story in some ways. And I don't mean to say one issue is more important than another, but it just, it feels like, I think, like you said, a modern classic, that was a great way of putting it. It feels like it's got that gravitas to it in a way that Long Bright River does not. Right. Yeah. So no problems there. No problems there. I think that's a pretty that's a pretty easy call for me. Even though it's funny, we're you know three rounds in, you would think it would be getting harder, but this particular matchup to me doesn't feel as challenging. Right. Well, I mean, it's always hard when you get with the genres because just what did we say it was? It was the Golden Globes where they allow. <laughs> different things to compete against each other in ways that they normally wouldn't with the Oscars. You know, when you have something like a comedy go up against a drama, it's, it's usually going to be the drama that wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Long, so if you have yeah, literary Long fiction river is, is literary fiction, but it does still have that suspenseful crim, um, I was going to say crimin- criminality or crime read to aspect to it that I think by the end you get less of that literary feel and more of a, Oh my God, what's going to happen? This is a thriller kind of thing. Yeah. I agree with you. All right. So ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we have a winner. We have a winner. And what was All our right. matchup? Okay, so the next one is In the Dream House versus There There. Hmm. Now, this is tough for me. Ooh, this is really hard. Yeah. This is that matchup that you would expect from opponents in a final four. Mm-hmm. So why don't you start off and tell me what you think? So, okay. These two have in common that they explore many dimensions of a uh, situation with a lot of pain and a lot of abuse and trauma. So on the one hand, you have a personal relationship, domestic abuse, kind of emotional domestic abuse. And the author has explored it from many, many different angles. And we've talked about that. You know, we've talked about that on the show when we, the last two rounds that we talked about this, just the, the creativity that um, the author showed just in, you know, examining the abusive relationship through so many different prisms, whether it was through film or through literature or, you know, through a building there's, it was, 
it was so creative and so original and fresh. And I can say the same thing really about They're There, where you've got this cast of characters who are all dealing with pain and discrimination and, you know, the abuse of an entire race, really. And you're looking at it also through many different prisms and seeing, you know, how this kind of generational, um, the generational racism against Native Americans has, you know, affected so many different types of people. So in some ways they're similar and in some ways they're just completely different. Um, I think with these two, I would give the edge to the book that stayed with me the longer and which I felt more invested and more kind of personally connected given that they both had such ambitious and I think very kind of admirable purposes. And if that is the criteria that I end up looking at it through, because I think they're equal on so many of the other criteria, then I give the edge to in the dream house. Hmm. (laughs) You sound (laughs) befuddled. Okay. So what are, what is our criteria again? Okay, so the criteria are, I'm going to have to edit this because I'm getting out my piece of paper that I wrote them down on. Okay, so the criteria are, did the book make you think? And definitely for both of those, it did. Both books, for me, the answer is yes. Um, Do we know what the author was trying to accomplish? And um, I think yes. Mm -hmm. I think it was pretty clear. Yes. Um, And then you have, would you read it again? And did it make a long lasting impact on you? And I think it's in those, that kind of inquiry that that's where I tip the scales for in the dream house. I do not think I would want to pick up there, there again, particularly. I mean, it was a very stressful and difficult read. And so was in the dream house, but the, that, um, sense of discovery as you turn to each chapter to see, okay, how is she going to retell this story now? How is she going to reframe it? What fresh way is she going to look at this? That was very engaging to me in a way that there, there was not. Right. I would agree with you on that. I think that there's a presence that in the dream house has that stays that stays with me more than there there. And we might be a little bit unfair to there there, but I feel like domestic violence is an emotional abuse is something that in a, a sense it's easier to wrap our heads around. You know, we encounter it more. I think it comes up more in whether it's in television shows, conversations, there's a familiarity about it. I also say, I mean, there, there was, it was a great book. Uh, I could understand why you wouldn't, would not read it again because it is a painful book. I probably would read it again because there are just 
so many things that I don't know about that experience that I would like to, I guess, deepen my knowledge and revisit some of the themes that came up because there's so much that happens in that book Mm -hmm. that I think it is difficult to capture it all with one reading. And I think it's something that will deeper my knowledge and open up other subjects of inquiry were I to read it again. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's something, like I said, in the dream house, I was just so impressed by so many things. There's the, the film analysis and like all the metaphors and comparisons that she makes to different aspects of our life. So, you know, I won't say that they're there. They're there is probably just one little step below modern classic in some ways it might be, but I feel like in the dream house, I definitely had that feeling of, I've never read a book like this. And this just resonated in so many ways. And what a creative way to take a look at, at your relationship through the lens of the house that you live in, like the fantasy house that you live in and how many ways it's disappointed you. Yeah. And this is a tough, this is probably my toughest matchup we've had so far. Probably both very deserving books. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I think I come out. I think, I, I don't think I would change my opinion. Um, right. I really admire there, there. And I think, I think it's an important book for everyone to read and I'm glad I read it. I just, you know, if we're doing a tournament of books, you know, only one can win. And for me, I would give the edge to um, in the dream house. Right. I agree with you. Okay. I agree. All right. Well, that gets us down to the next time. Yes. That we have quite a matchup coming our way and I'm going to have to give some really serious thought to where, you know, where I come out on it. Because to me, I don't think there's an immediately obvious answer here. Probably not when I go by the criteria. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the third round of our March Madness. And that concludes this very (laughs) short episode. So we will um, incorporate the final two into our our next next show. show. Yeah. Hopefully if we don't get Gab happy. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, tune in next time to find out who is crowned the victor in the 2021 readerly report March madness tournament. And until that time, happy reading. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the readerly report. You can find all of our shows on iTunes or at thereaderlyreport.com. Please join our Facebook group, Readerly Report Readers, where you can talk to other listeners about their reading life. You can also find Nicole at nicolebonia.com and me, Gail, at everydayiwritethebookblog.com. Finally, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes and told your book-loving friends about us. 